you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And tonight, I have a fun win to recap for you tonight. The Tigers beat the South Carolina Gamecocks 81-70 to in a game that wrapped just under an hour ago. So I'm happy to be here with all of you to talk about every single nook and cranny of this game, including another huge performance by Jeremiah Tillman, a really needed performance by Mark Smith, among many other things. And you know what? I actually want to close the loop on my discussion about Robin Pinchton and the Missouri women's basketball team from the previous episode. But I want to say my first take is, quite honestly, in my preview, I was talking about how South Carolina, like Missouri, quite honestly, likes to get early clock offense. And frankly, the way this game played out, I think the pace of this game really, really favored Missouri, not only just in this particular game, but hopefully going into the future here. I think this game may have gotten Missouri into rhythm. And obviously it got one man in particular into rhythm, and that's Mark Smith. And I want to give Conzo Martin a lot of credit for playing Mark Smith a team-high 37 minutes in this ball game because, quite honestly, we needed that guy to get hot, to stay in rhythm. Once he had the feel, and he clearly did, honestly, even from the start of the game, where one of his three-pointers pinballed out, in my humble opinion, he was looking so much better even just in little subtle ways, like his ball handling was just so much tighter and he was just shooting the ball with so much more confidence than what he's shown in the past few games. And you noticed as that game went along, especially in the second half, now certainly Smith did the by far the most of his damage in the first half. He scored 15 of his 18 points in that first half. But even in the second half, if you really watched that game closely, you noticed that South Carolina was often scrambling to get to him at the three-point line, and not just with one guy either, because of course, Missouri is running Smith off of lots of off-ball screens, so that means that other guys are having to shade and help and sometimes switch. So occasionally there would be two men taking a step towards Smith, and that would open things up for guys like Well, Javon Pickett, who could slip to the basket, and of course, Jeremiah Tillman, who once again feasted in the paint. Now, obviously, as I stated before, Missouri won this basketball game ultimately by 11 points, but really, this game may have been won in the first three minutes of this basketball game. To me, just great energy by the Tigers to start this ball game. They got off to a 10-0 start in those first three minutes, including two dunks by Jeremiah Tillman. And anytime it seems like Pinson throws a lob pass that's successful to Tillman for a dunk early in the ball game, it just seems to open everything up for everybody else, and it seems to get the energy going 
throughout the entire team. And certainly that was a great pass by Xavier Penson for one of his two assists on the game. But more interestingly, just 19 minutes for Penson for the second game in a row. And certainly part of that, especially in the first half, Conzo had a fairly quick hook with Penson. You'll notice in the box score he had five turnovers in his 19 minutes. Not a great look. So obviously Penson didn't necessarily have the feel early in the ball game, but unfortunately second half he got kicked in the head on accident by one of his teammates. And well, obviously he came back later and to me, to my eyes anyway, he looked fine. He didn't look any worse for the wear. So long-term, that's really the important thing to note. He should be just fine, but really just not the night for Xavier Penson. And while for the most part, I've praised Conzo Martin early in the season for being patient with him. You know what? I'll give Conzo the benefit of the doubt here and say he probably knows his guy better than I do. And well, I can't say that taking out Pinson, playing him fewer minutes than usual, exactly cost Missouri these last few games by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, with the benefit of hindsight, you can say Konza was right for sure. So kudos to him for knowing his ball club. So again, along with playing Pinson fewer minutes, playing Drew Bugs more minutes tonight, he got 19 minutes, played probably his best ball game of this young season so far, in my humble opinion. So that was good to see as well. So clearly, for the most part, all systems were go for the Tigers on this evening. But you know what? If you want all systems to be going in your body, well, I've got a tip for you. It's called going to builtbar.com because you know what? Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. We're all looking for that panacea of a decent chocolate bar that actually is low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Well, guess what? It's Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com ASAP and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use that promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on, for 20% off at builtbar.com. Well, despite making the seemingly regrettable choice of backing the Kansas Jayhawks against Baylor, well, I have to give the devil their due over at Locked On Bets. The Jayhawks covered the spread, and you know what? Those guys have given out some great picks all year, so go and subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. And if there's one player for the Missouri Tigers who I think benefited from their two-game cancellation, what wound up being, what, like a 10-11 day break between games for this basketball team, I think it has to be Drew Smith because it seems like he was a little bit banged up in the last month or so, specifically with a wrist injury that nobody had talked real specifically about neither Drew nor Conzo nor anybody on the team had had let on real closely. And again, this is where having to be socially distanced on the Mizzou beat probably hurts these beat reporters getting this type of information. But 
You know what? I think Drew is looking like he's playing his best basketball the last couple day, the last couple games to my eyes. Maybe not statistically, but just to me, the level of aggression that he's shown offensively in particular has been what I want to see. Now, I will say on defense, there were still a couple times tonight that I thought he was a little bit too aggressive fouling. For instance, under the basket, Drew sometimes he he likes to prove that, hey, I can block a shot from behind or something at the rim. Well, usually more often than not, he ends up committing a foul. And frankly, especially once he already has two fouls, it's early in the second half. There are just times where he still needs to let it go. But obviously, overall, he only had three fouls. So ultimately, a really nice game from Drew Smith, in my humble opinion. Obviously, he, he took six shots and missed one hit four free throws. I mean, how much more efficient can you get than that? That's pretty incredible. And speaking of the Missouri point guards, obviously I pointed out that I thought Drew Bugs probably played his best game for the Tigers so far, and he actually played as many minutes as Drew Pinson tonight. Or I'm sorry, Xavier Pinson tonight. And obviously that's a really unusual thing. In fact, that has not happened all season, and it really hasn't even been close for the most part. Pinson has played far more minutes than Drew Bugs. But one thing I noticed when Bugs was at the free throw line at one point in the game, he knocked down one of his free throws, and you know who is standing and applauding? Well, none other than Xavier Pinson. Now that's called being, that's called growing up, ladies and gentlemen. That's called being a mature, good teammate. And frankly, that is exactly what I want to see from Xavier Pinson. Good for you, young man, because you know what? I guarantee you, you are not going to average 19 minutes per game going forward. These last two games have been a blip. So the fact that he wasn't pouting whatsoever, I didn't notice it in the previous game either. I noticed no pouting whatsoever. I noticed Xavier Pinson being really happy that the Tigers won that ball game. I saw the same thing tonight. So you know what? To me, that not only bodes well for him as an individual, that bodes well for the future of this team and their entire chemistry. It was also nice to see the Antlers back in the crowd tonight. Yeah, there was a decent amount of students back. The students were officially back in school today. And you know what? There were some band members in the crowd too. Although I was confused by the band setup because there were some kids with brass instruments sitting behind them, but I didn't notice any of them pick them up and actually play. But instead we were occasionally treated to the drummer and the guy on bass guitar. But you know what? We'll take what we can get in this COVID era. But while it was nice to see the antlers and the band back in the stadium tonight, I will say I would like to see a few more people in the stands. And that's not a criticism toward the fans. That That's for sure. I think they would. a lot of people would love to see this team. But it seems like there's something wrong with the ticket distribution. Now, I know that Missouri is capped at, what is it, 3,000 fans? I don't know what the number is. Regardless, there's still a lot of empty seats at these games. And 
by empty seats, of course, I'm not talking about the ones that are taped off. I'm talking the ones that are open, the ones that have presumably been bought by season ticket holders. I guess if you're the Missouri Athletic Department, you're just happy at this point if those tickets are sold. But I don't know. To me, it would just be nice if we could find a way to better distribute those tickets, get them in the hands of people who want to actually be in the building because God knows people like to give Missouri a lot of crap for their attendance for basketball for the last few years. But even in a coronavirus world, I've got to think we can get 3,000 people in that arena. Now, I hate to be the guy who just complains and offers no great solutions, but it's just something that I've noticed. That's all I'm really saying. More of an observation than a complaint because obviously I know this is a strange season. I know they're, that we're learning on the fly, shooting from the hip, whatever cliche you want to use. And you know what? Over at betonline.ag, Missouri covered the six-point spread tonight by five points in, well, relatively comfortable fashion. And actually, the over-under well, the over hit as well. So if you're a if you're a fish better and you like to go with favorites and the overs, well, you know what? There's no better time to get in on all the action at betonline.ag because you can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and most importantly, use the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. You probably know the Missouri Tigers better, better than anybody, so try to prove it over at betonline.ag. Again, use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And as we all predicted, Chad Henney is leading Kansas City into the AFC Championship. And Wednesdays on Locked On the NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises, which frankly, if you're listening to this, if that's not the Kansas City Chiefs, what the hell are you doing in life? So take my advice and get everything you need every Wednesday on Locked On the NFL and subscribe to Locked On the NFL whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. And you know what, folks? I apologize for stumbling a little bit more than usual tonight because, well, it is about 9.30 as I record this thing as we speak. And this is my second podcast of the day, the first one I recorded about 10 hours ago. It's It's been a long day. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? I don't bleed on the audience. And you got to say, First of all, another uh, quick observation about South Carolina. My previous episode, I, I compared Keyshawn Bryant to a poor man's Draymond Green, and I thought, boy, that might be going a little far. Well, he, he showed out tonight, didn't he, with 19 points on 11 shots and pretty good defense, too. And again, like Draymond Green, I think that guy could be a sleeper possibly in the second round, late first round for some NBA team. So just put that in the back of your mind. And finally, to close this episode out, 
I do want to close the loop on my discussion for yesterday from yesterday about Robin Pinchton, the head coach of the Missouri women's basketball team. You know, it's not just about obviously a bad moment at the end of the LSU game where obviously Robin called a timeout that she did not have and frankly cost the Tigers at least a chance to come back with three seconds left in the ball game. But the reality is there's more to it than that. When it comes to my thought that, well, why is it that Coach Pinchton seems to be beyond criticism to the Mizzou beat, to a lot of people just in the Mizzou fan base, which is something that I can't quite understand because, again, if you compare her to men's coaches – Do you think that, let's just compare her to Frank Haith, for instance. Frank Haith is a guy that obviously, quote-unquote, left Missouri, but realistically, Missouri and Mike Alden essentially told Frank Haith where he stood. And Frank made the understandable choice to move on to more security. When Missouri said, hey, guess what, buddy? You're not getting an extension prove it to us one more year. Well, understandably, when Tulsa offered him some guaranteed money, he jumped at it. But my point is, is most Missouri fans were ready to drive Frank Haith to the airport so he could fly on down to Tulsa. But meanwhile, Robin Pinchton and her squad, yeah, forget about the fact that Missouri lost that horrible first-round game to Norfolk State. That... That team that year was a legitimate top 10 team. Robin Pinchton's never reached those heights. In fact, in her seasons, this is actually her 11th year with Missouri. I don't know if it's her 10th season, her 11th season as a coach at Missouri. But regardless, she was hired in 2010. And in that time, she's had exactly three winning records in the conference. And that just so happened to coincide with, well, a rather fortunate recruiting moment, which is there just so happened to be a girl from Columbia, Missouri, who would go on to play in the WNBA. Somebody we all know is Sophie Cunningham. And it just so happened that she had an older sister who was a really good college basketball player too. Oh, and it just so happened at this very exact time that going to this exact same high school, by the way, that... Her nieces were really good, too. So guess what? You had some hometown girls and a couple nieces in Sierra and Bree Porter that ended up coming to her school at the same time and ended up being her by far her best moments as a Missouri coach. And in fact, really maybe her only good moments as a Missouri coach, if we're being honest. Because, well, you know, you may say it's unfair to hang the NCAA tournament, maybe disappointments on Pinchton because you only got two NCAA tournament wins, two first-round wins at that out of that era, and that's been your upside at this point. To me, even worse than that is that last year, and more troublesome, I should say, is that last season, Missouri was really, really bad. They just were, and that's with two rather good freshman on that team in Asia Blackwell and Haley Frank. So the fact that, you know, she's recruited 
at a somewhat high level. Just the fact that she can't quite seem to get these girls to play together in a winning fashion. Well, doesn't that at a certain point reflect on her? Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe you could say, well, we'll give them a pass last year, despite the fact that, again, no one gave Kim Anderson a pass for losing in his first game as a coach to UMKC. Well, Missouri lost the Missouri women and Robin Pinchton lost to UMKC last season. Why does she get a free pass? That's all I'm saying. And frankly, again, this season, not off to a great start either for the Tigers. So what are we looking at here? I'm not saying get rid of her right now. I'm saying at the end of this season, unless things turn around for the Tigers and they have a really nice season. If this if this ends up being another disappointing campaign, that's two years in a row of really disappointing basketball in the post-Sophie Cunningham world, it's okay if Missouri takes a look in the mirror and says, can we do better than this? Again, it's not as though they're paying her nothing. She's getting nearly $900,000 a year to coach basketball. It's okay if she's held to a higher standard. It's okay if she's held to a high standard. It really is. For that money, anybody should be held to a high standard. And considering Pinchton has been around back when the Big 12 was still alive, well, a lot has changed in the current SEC environment in which Missouri's found itself. And a lot of that is, well, it's not just that football the level of competition has gone up a notch and Missouri's had to step its game up in that sport. Well, frankly, in most of the non-revenue sports, including women's basketball, well, Missouri has to step its game up there too. So again, I am a very casual fan of Missouri women's basketball. I can't say that I'm the, that I'm the passionate fan that I am about the men and the, the men's team. And the football team, of course, but I still care a lot, as you can tell. And all I'll say is, if Missouri ever wants to be better at women's basketball, well, I think at a certain point, they're going to have to hold themselves to a higher standard. I really do, because I don't think what Robin Pinchton has done the last 11 years or so, I think if that were a men's coach, I think a, a huge portion of the fan base would be ready to move on. And I just don't see that level of accountability on that side of the equation. And with all that being said, you know what? This will be officially on the Locked On calendar, your Wednesday episode of Locked On Mizzou. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if I'll be here. I'll probably take Thursday off and go Friday, Saturday. But you know what? Who knows? I'll be flexible as always. You never know. Missouri could hire a defensive coordinator in the next couple days or so. So we'll see what happens. Just keep you, keep yourself subscribed and you'll never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time right here on locked on Mizzou.